0: Hello and welcome to the 6th episode of Bichara. Bichara is a podcast wholly owned and run by the Malaysian Students Global Alliance. We are a global coalition of Malaysian student organisations worldwide with a mandate to lead and serve Malaysians globally. My name is Jamie Cook and I will be your host for today. In conjunction with our Bersama East Malaysia campaign, Today's podcast will be discussed around the theme of medical care accessibility in East Malaysia. We are honoured to feature Platform Siswa Islam Malaysia UK, PRISM. PRISM was established by a group of Malaysian students in the UK in 2013. One of PRISM initiatives includes Igniter's programme in collaboration with Muslim Care Malaysia, MCM, PRISM CE, Platform Siswa Islam Malaysia, PRISM, and Muslim Care Europa MCE, aims to provide help and support for the local community with health and medical support with the participation of the several medical assistants. Other supports include donations obtained in the form of basic needs, particularly the food and toiletries other than monetary aid, Joining us today is the amazing Dr. Eza Matsha, who is one of the INITES participants. Dr. Eza is a dental officer in Langkawi under the Ministry of Health Malaysia. Dr. Eza has been participating in Initus program since 2017 as a volunteer and dental officer. Most of the dental sessions in the program were her idea. Thank you for taking your time and joining us, Dr. Eza. I'm excited to discuss with you on medical healthcare accessibility and how Malaysia can improve the quality and accessibility of its healthcare service in East Malaysia. As mentioned, um, Prism Ign- Igniter's program to Pulau Bangi dan Sabah has been going on for the past um three years. Do you mind sharing with us your experience? Uh, sure. Um.
1: My experience with uh, the united program in Pulau Bangi, uh, is um, it is very great and satisfying because why because um, as the year increases, um, I can uh, improvise what I um, the treatments that I that I gave. Uh For example, usually. Um, because I was, because I am a dental officer, so my main focus regarding the healthcare is on the den, is on the dental basis. So usually, um, I will take account more and uh, on kids because um, usually the kids are are the one that we miss usually. So um, so uh, usually at first um. The kids will line up, and um they will be given a toothbrush and um a pea size of a toothpaste, so that um they can brush their teeth together uh supervised by me and a few volunteers uh on this part, I think um, it was very um uh exciting uh slot because why because the volunteers is is enjoying <laughs> the toothbrush uh session mm-hmm. the brushing yeah the brushing session with the kids and and the kids are also you know um they at first they feel shy but then uh later they as they see the volunteers are doing uh the uh brushing so they um uh, they are actually imitating, okay. and you know, right. uh, trying trying to know how to brush, and then uh after that we proceed with um with the dental checkups to to you know to see uh to check their teeth, and for the kids uh usually I will apply uh this um fluoride uh which is good for teeth uh and you know as as we know that. Usually the kids are are very like are very you know uh, attracted to chocolates mm-hmm. and sweet so this this application of fluoride will will actually help their dental hygiene and um and uh later on uh usually uh, we will give uh some dental and diet advice to the kids or if the kids are too small, then we will advise it to the parents. Mm, and in the end, uh, they will be given the toothbrush and toothpaste as a gift uh, for, their interpe- uh, for their participation in the checkups. Uh, at first, uh, it was just a checkups and the uh, uh, floral application. But then I am so happy because um, uh, on the third year of the States program, I managed to you know recruit uh, another two dental officers to come with me uh, from uh, dentistry for the needy they um they helped me you know to increase the treatment with uh, filling and uh, scaling because um usually those treatments uh, we can we can only you know do it in the clinics but uh with the help of uh dentistry for the needy and the equipment that they have sponsored um the you know the dental team can manage to you know provide this service provide this treatment to the kids um it was just a simple simple filling and a simple uh scaling so that um uh they can you know actually um receive the treatment although uh, although it is hard for them to you know to uh, receive those treatments in the proper healthcare facilities
0: that's that's uh that's a really um beautiful act i mean um i remember last time when i was a small kid it's always funny Mm -hmm. when the nurses are um show um demonstrating how to Yes. properly and then normally you'll feel like okay i don't want to do this 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 looks like okay this looks like i'm messy uh-uh. yeah. but then when you see your friend mm-hmm. doing it yeah yeah you, you, you'll do it as well
1: Yes, and i'm i'm very happy that they enjoy the session and although um they know that uh, you know um uh, they are i mean at first they were they were a bit shy and and a bit scared to do it but then uh, when I started uh, that uh, that uh slot, it was very fun and um they are looking forward for it on the next year. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, i I can I cannot uh I mean, actually have done it without the help of the volunteers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, it's it, it it's it's uh, both ways. Um both ways of uh, participation mm-hmm.
0: okay, okay. It, acts, yeah, it acts in the two two ways okay shout out to the volunteers uh, of um, prism as well ignica's program given that malaysia implements a universal healthcare service um not only the fundings for government hospitals come directly from the federal government but also its policies. This means that all the states in Malaysia are following the same national norms in terms of public healthcare service. So what do you think of this system? Do you think having a, health, a system where all the states follow the same national norms is a good policy?
1: All right. Um, to me, I think uh, this kind of system where um all the states follow the same national norm is uh, kind of a good policy. Because why? Because um as you see like now um mm-hmm. in in these uh, pandemic issues with, mm-hmm. with COVID nineteen and all um it is uh very um uh, important for all the states for all the um Help care for all those places to follow this um, the same good the same uh system so that uh we can actually make a data or a record of how uh, our country has actually um uh giving their service uh, towards the towards the people. To the um, Malaysian citizens, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but uh, my I have a a little bit of, of opinion regarding this um, because I think some states have uh, have their own issues, so um, it is good if they follow the same the same uh, national norm, but uh, it would be it would have been uh, better if um if they can actually add some special uh That's special service for their for their own community because as you can see like in in sabah um they have uh quite quite a amount of uh stateless community but in in other states like um in in Penang, for example, they have, uh, they have some community, uh, young, uh, what should I do this? Um, they have uh, in Penang, they have some, uh, this community that, uh, we call it, um, the Landangan in What is it? In, in this, yeah? Um, did um, we say, um, homeless? Oh, yes. Yes. The homeless. I'm sorry. So, um, those homeless people are, are available uh, are wandering around uh, in in pinning state. so so I think uh, in uh, in that kind of issue so uh this uh, state have to macam, have some special system to provide their health care.
0: Mm-hmm. I understand yep so uh does this means that okay despite having um to a uh, national norm where all the where there's a standard sop yeah. there is also certain issues which is uh specific to certain to certain states in malaysia yeah. yeah yeah okay we should be tackled differently so um has there been any update that has been done by the government since then i mean in terms of um if they have opened a, a dental clinic in that area or yeah uh that kind of um to facility.
1: Oh okay. Um so far uh if I'm, as I as I will recall, uh, towards, uh until I think until today uh if you are talking specifically about flow in uh and those uh three village, three villages that we that uh, the United team visited before, uh I um it was it was really hard to say because because uh the issue here is more on the identification card because um those community in the village has no identification card so they are. Considered as um, as a stateless community, when it comes to when it comes to um uh, when it comes to the healthcare healthcare of um Malaysia, the first thing first that that is very required is the identification ident- identification card. So if this community doesn't have the identification card, so it's it's a bit hard for them to to seek for. For dental service or even medical okay, service.
0: Okay, okay, alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. the first thing that um when you went to even um clinic the first thing that they ask is your IC.
1: Mm. Okay. It's true. So, uh, it's it's a bit challenging for them, and um, for uh, on behalf of the Ministry of Health side. They they did uh uh some reach out program towards on orang asli for example or some rural area they did um but um uh, unfortunately uh there are more uh how should I put this um uh those people uh at least have an identification card.
0: Huh. Okay, alright. Okay, okay. So it yeah, yeah, it would be yeah, it would be quite difficult when you don't have an
1: Yeah. So uh, it, it's uh, it's a bit sad lah, that that the government can't really um approach them through through uh what what should you say, um through the office hours. But but I think this is where the what should I say? The NGO's uh, part here because they can actually reach all these people without even consider their identification card. Yeah, so this is what actually United team um uh, contribute so much to this stateless community.
0: Citing from ASEAN's two thousand sixteen healthcare services report, in the ASEAN countries, social healthcare insurance (SHI) has been considered as an instrument for achieving the breadth of UHC. Significant progress has been made in expanding the coverage of um, healthcare insurance, despite the existing gaps of insurance coverage across these countries. Like, for example, as of um, 2012, Thailand's entire um, population is covered by SHE, social health insurance. In Malaysia, technically, the entire population can use public healthcare services funded via general taxation and low user charges. So um according to World Health Organization, WHO, a great medica- a great medical healthcare accessibility is when physically physical accessibility, economic accessibility and information accessibility are achieved. So um based on the definition provided by WHO which aspect do you think is still lacking in East Malaysia and why? Based on the three aspects.
1: Mm, on the physical, economic and information? Yes, exactly. Um, To me, I think... Uh, if you are talking about East Malaysia and um specifically... Uh, the Pulau Sapa, um, I think that... Uh, they almost lack, uh, almost all the accessibility. All those physical, economy, and information information accessibility is is very limited towards the uh, towards the Pulau Panglim. If you are talking uh East Malaysia, as if in the city like uh, south like uh, <coughs> Kota, uh Kota Kinabalu. Or even Kuching or Sibu mm-hmm. in Sarawak. Mm-hmm. Um, for them, I think uh, our government has provided a very good uh, healthcare facilities, and yeah. and and the area has a very good accessibility in all those three physical, economic, and information. But if you are talking about those people, those community in the uh, rural area, or even uh, father like um like Pulau Bangi where we should you know okay. took uh, a very long uh, ferry a very long bus uh, trip to Kudak yeah. and it took about 4 hours i mean uh, it's it's very hard for this community to seek uh medical healthcare uh i'm talking on under if I'm talking under uh the dental scope under the dental health care I think that um uh they uh they really have uh issues on going to uh this uh provide uh what should uh, what should we say the provided health care that government has been um has been provided to them uh, it's just that um uh, all those facilities are provided in the in the area where uh, where it is very far from them from their home i mean in terms of in terms of physical accessibility they need to uh, took a, a a very long boat i mean long hours mm-hmm. boat. Uh, i think it took about one to two hours journey and then um, and then uh, in terms of economy is uh, is very uh, unfortunate to them because they are living in the rural area so they don't have you know uh, that high of an income so mm-hmm. in order to even you know get any physical accessibility it, to even ride a boat they need to even pay for the for the uh, uh kerosene, you know, because they are both use kerosene to to work and then uh in terms of uh, information okay. accessibility is is I'm really sorry but it is um limited as well because even even uh, when we volunteer when the United States volunteered in Bangi area, for example it it is even hard for us to you know get a line uh, uh, for our mobile phone. So how can we expect them to to have a very good information accessibility? Okay, um, mm. okay. Yeah, so it's
0: actually the the area is quite um, it's not really well with um, um, telecommunication facilities as well. So, yeah, in terms of um, the um, the physical economic formation is um, is affected by the, the fact that it is quite um, far from the city. So um, how long actually does it take to go to Pulau Bangi in Kudat?
1: Um, usually we uh we are uh, when we arrive uh from peninsula so mm-hmm. uh when we arrive in uh, kota kinabalu international airport okay so um we will usually take a bus so uh from the airport to uh, Pugat, it took uh, it took around 4 hours uh, 3 to 4 hours to reach Kudat lah. Okay. Uh, the the Kudat jetty, yes, the Kudat jetty. So and then um uh because why? Because we need to take uh, a few hours ferry from Kudat jetty. And the ferry trips oh. are just limited to 5 per day. So we really need to, you know, uh catch uh catch the ferry or else if we miss the the time or we miss the ferry, then we we might
0: have to wait for you know for tomorrow for the next day. Okay, alright, mm-hmm. okay. So so it's really limited. So yeah, okay. So basically, um, you think that um, based on your experience, so basically in Pulau Um Bangi, mm-hmm. it's basically um why um why it is still lacking is that in terms of um the distance of the village from the city and um the, the difficulty to access the um the um the, the village itself yes um, so what is the changes that you would like to see in terms of um the medical uh, the healthcare medical uh, system in east malaysia i mean in terms of um what what changes what are we expecting what should, what could we, uh, what should be done, what can we do to make it um, in a better state?
1: All right. Um, uh, when I uh, volunteered to Pulau those past three years, mm-hmm. I think that um, uh, the, the, uh, the thing that I've always hoped is for them to get um, a very good medical healthcare care uh, accessibility. Um, either medical or dental both. Huh? It's just that the issue here is always uh, is always back to square one. It means that they always need to solve their identification card first
0: mm-hmm.
1: mm, because um, uh, the medical healthcare in Malaysia can't really give uh, a, a proper or a complete treatment to them if they can't really access the healthcare. For example, if I tell you uh, there was this um, there was this uh, one boy mm-hmm. um, who is in pain when I met him. Uh, he was in pain, and then the the cheeks are swollen, the teeth are very badly broken. But then um, during that time, the only capabilities that I can help was just giving him advice and medication, which is which is actually not enough. Uh, when when because at the end of at the end of the day, all all what he, the boy needs is a is a it's a it's a proper treatment. It's a complete treatment in the clinic in the dental clinic. But this boy um unable to do so because he doesn't have any identification card. So it's it's pointless to even go to the healthcare without the identification card. Do you get me?
0: Yep, yep. So, uh. if you don't have an IC um or a MyCard, mm-hmm. um, you can go to a clinic and then they will not treat you? You mean, or will they treat you as an um, rawatan pesakit luar? Uh,
1: they, they will. They will treat uh, a patient as rawatan pesakit luar or we say out patients. But mm-hmm. the issue here is that... um. All those patients that that came into the clinic that registered, they they are recorded their their uh, identification number, their name, their address, their almost all, everything. So if if this boy doesn't have the basic requirements, so it's it's a bit hard for him to get the proper treatment. Hmm. So um, I really hope that. This identification issues will be solved uh, with them um, and because because they, the community, uh, they are a community who really take care of themselves. They're really concerned about themselves. I mean, they they want to to improve their quality of life, of their health, they want to seek uh, medical treatment, they want to seek dental treatment, but it's it's the challenges uh, regarding the identification that makes them unable to do so. Mm. Okay,
0: okay, okay. So, I think that, that that would be another problem which should be solved by um the officers from uh, JPN, I suppose, yeah. um, rather to rather for to to get them a proper um my card.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um so um you mentioned about the boy um mm-hmm. who um he had a dent uh sorry uh, a toothache mm-hmm. you would say yeah. uh, so um you you said that you can only give treatment um some sort of yeah medicine for him to ease the pain mm-hmm. so um why can't we uh, why can't it be done like i don't know because sometimes when people have a, a toothache the the most uh i think the most common solution that i hear from people going to dentist is actually um i don't know how is that uh, i don't know what is the uh, the specific medical term for this but you just basically just chabot the teeth
1: <laughs> yes it is true actually um uh, when uh when we we're talking about the boy <clears throat> and looking at at his symptoms were uh, the tooth are very badly broken and then he has some swelling you know an obvious swelling where you where, when you just see the face then you can realize that the face is asymmetry so there's a mm-hmm. swelling there so it is something uh, very serious and usually the the best treatment is actually um, removing the tooth out or extraction okay. but then we need um you know we need uh, in order to remove the tooth we need some uh, instruments and then uh and then you know when we remove the tooth then uh, there's uh there's blood and then um uh, uh, usually um when there is a treatment that involves um blood so it will it will have some uh uh, many issues that we need to, to reconsider before that because we can't really remove the tooth just like that i mean we have to consider whether the boy has any history or, or medical history or any you know any um okay. All right. any uh medical uh issues uh or is it really came from the tooth, or is it is it something else? You know, is it allergies or something? Oh, I see. Okay, hmm. okay. alright. So, okay. um, so that is the kind of proper treatment that he, he needs. I mean, he needs the proper treatment of removing the tooth out. But, but we cannot really do that in in you know, uh, in the area because the area wasn't was, an, was an, uh, a clean or uh, you know a good environment for me to remove the tooth out if if uh, if the boy can come to the clinic that it will be a different story because the clinic has a very you know um, sterilized space or even um, the the um, the place is clean uh, almost all the time so you know the infection control would have been better
0: Alright. Mm. Okay, okay. Okay. So um yeah, um to resume, so basically the changes uh, the main changes that you would like to see is basically um the um people who don't have their identification card to have a proper um my card so that it will be easier, um so they can access medical um healthcare services easier.
1: Yes. A a proper medical services.
0: A proper, okay. Yes. Let's move on to the news segment. Reported by New Straits Time, on May 24, 2020, Sabah is increasing its effort in screening all people who are entering the state. The Sabah Health Department, Datuk Dr. Christina Rundi, stated that since the 4th Movement Control Order, MCO, April ninth, over 5,000 individuals had entered the state via Sindumin in Sipitang situated at the Sabah-Sarawak border. To date, 8,429 people are undergoing home quarantine, while 2,802 are still at 55 quarantine centres throughout the state. Next, according to the Star article on June 3, 2020, women's rights activists are urging the Ministry of Health to include domestic violence, as a part of National Health and Morbidity Survey, NHMS. Including this in the survey would notify policymakers and individuals to make necessary actions and better decision in handling domestic violence issues. To date, there has only been one comprehensive study on the prevalence of domestic violence in Malaysia, published in 2014 by University Science Malaysia, USM researchers. This study found that nine percent of ever partnered women in Peninsular Malaysia have been abused by a partner. Thank you very much, Doctor Eza, for uh, sharing her experience. Um, for sharing your experience with us, it was really um, it was really beneficial. We uh got to understand the um, problem that the main problem that is basically um happening in um, Pulau Bangi, Sabah. Uh, especially also uh, that could be happening in other rural areas in Malaysia. So thank you for your time, Dr. Reza. All right. Thank you so much for inviting me today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast with our guest, Dr. Reza. If you enjoyed this, be sure to share our podcast with your friends and family. As a reminder, please remember to practice social distancing and maintain a good hygiene practice. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you in the next bichara.